Hello, Internet. Welcome into the 10 Things Podcast. My name is Craig. Alongside me, binge-watching all the live-long day, my good friend Aaron Brooks. How we doing, Aaron? Well, uh, I'm good. A little tired from all the binging, but... <laughs> um, I know we have a lot to get to on this one, um, because this is one that will take up a lot of time, I'm sure, because there's a lot of opinions associated with this topic. A lot of opinions, a lot of... There's just a lot to discuss, a lot of things to unpack. Facts, figures, statistics. Um, today we are talking, you know this because you can see it in the episode title, we're talking about the streaming wars. Um, you, and, and at some point we need to do an episode on the most, most binge-worthy shows. I think yes. that would be a fun episode to uh-huh. do. Yeah, I can um, already tell you what number one is. What is it for you? The Office. Oh, yeah. Really? As far as a binge-worthy show? Oh, yeah. When I think of a binge show, I think of one that I can't put down. Right. Like it's edge of your seat, can't put it down kind of episode. Yeah, but you were never the Office fan that I was, though. You've always kind of been mediocre on it. Well, I mean, I've, I've always I've didn't enjoyed even it. The series. Oh, that's true. I didn't finish okay. the series. But I mean, I don't I don't think of it as a binge show. Like I need to. You if know, you define binge, that would be like watching multiple episodes in a row, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, okay. I guess so. I get, but I think for me, it it leans more on. I've got to watch the next one to see what happens next, not like, just like because cliffhanger I, episodes. Yeah, just a show that like you can't stop because the story continues on. I, I view The Office as that's with most sitcoms. Most sitcoms are kind of one and done episodes. Like. Yeah, it does tell a story, but you could pick up at any point and be just fine. Like, if you miss an episode, it's not going to be the end of the world. Does that make sense? Okay. I, I mean, I, I can see your point. You know, most dramas, you know, they are serial episodes, and they tie together. And if you miss one, you missed out. You know, somebody could have died, or something could have happened that you missed on. And uh, so that's what I think of when I think of binge-worthy TV. But we are talking about the streaming wars, and... If you've been living under a rock and don't know what I'm talking about when I talk about the streaming wars, um, we're talking about television has changed in the last, how long would you say, the last five, six, seven years? Yeah, I'd say definitely in the last five. Um, you have a lot of new platforms that have come come of age. People are cutting the cord, quote unquote. Uh, they're getting rid of cable TV. They're getting rid of satellite and they are leaning more and more on a la carte options. But now what's happening is people are wanting to go back to those bundles and they want to get the most bang for their buck. And so people are finding themselves coming back and not to the cable networks though, but to find out what streaming options are available and what things are out there. And that is what we're talking about today. We're talking about the platforms themselves we're talking about what's the best value we're talking about what is uh you know the best as far as content there's a lot of things to unpack here and we're going to attempt to do this all in one episode and so we need to quit wasting time we're four minutes in we're going to quit wasting time and uh, aaron do you want to go first you want me to go first today you you take the uh the first one today okay so the very first thing we're going to talk about is the cost okay 
So that's the number one thing that most people want to know about is how much is this going to cost me? Because that's the reason a lot of people ditched cable to begin with is because the cost got astronomical. I know whenever we had, uh, when we ditched our satellite provider, um, well, I'll go back further than that. We had cable before then, okay? We had a local cable company we used. When we got rid of them, our price was right at $100. We jumped to DirecTV, not a sponsor, obviously. Uh, we jumped to DirecTV, and because we got an introductory rate that was way cheaper, and that lasted us for about two years. And then the price started slowly creeping up. And by the time we got rid of our direct TV, the price was over $100 just for the TV. So all of these streaming platforms have now come along. And they are offering different prices depending on what you get. So a quick comparison. I know you've got something there too. And so yours might be more up to date than mine. Because at the time of recording this, Apple TV has just come out. Um, this is today is Disney Plus launch day. Woo! And I know you're very excited, I'm excited about, that. about that. You're going to hear Aaron mention Disney Plus about 458 times. Not a sponsor. Um, but that's launched today. Apple TV just came out. It was just announced that PlayStation View has been discontinued. They're going bye bye. And so the landscape has changed a lot, even in a week. In a week. And so um, some of these prices may have shifted since then, but. Um, Amazon Prime is $9 a month, which is fairly new compared to the fact that uh, it wasn't until recently that it was only available for Prime members. Right. Uh, with shipping and stuff like that. So the 9 bucks a month, you don't have to be a Prime subscriber. No, it is just for Prime Video. Um, Hulu is $6 a month with ads, $12 a month without ads, or $45 a month with live streaming. Um and then Netflix is between nine and sixteen dollars, depending on what you want. So, like the nine dollars is for standard definition, um, the sixteen dollars is for four K, and just HD, ten eighty p HD falls somewhere in between. I think it's like twelve bucks. Um, Sling TV, twenty five dollars to forty dollars, depending on what you get. Really, it's just double the channels for forty dollars. YouTube TV, uh, which I think we would both agree is one of our favorites. Yes. Um, at $50 a month. And we'll talk more about the stuff they these offer later. But Disney Plus is starting out at $7 a month or free with Verizon. Uh, Apple TV is $5 a month, which right now, I don't, we're going to talk about value. I'm not even going to get into it. Apple TV, $5 a month or free for a year with a new purchase of a phone, iPad, or Mac. Um, or, yeah, I'm assuming an Apple TV also in that. Yes, it's included. Um, compared to traditional, Direct TV is $50 a month, which you're like, hey, that's not that bad. But you have to have a two-year agreement, has a $20 inst installation fee, and does not include a DVR. Dish is $60 a month, same thing, except it includes a DVR. And so that is the cost right now you're looking at. Uh, that's not all of them, obviously. There's others, HBO. Um, I know that... Uh, Universal, uh, NBC Universal is coming out with their own. All the major premium cable channels also have their own. AMC has their own. Just everybody has their own now. Right. And But those are just some of the heavy hitters right now. When, And I've got one of these pulled up. This is from ING just a couple days ago. They put this out, um, a list of this, 
streaming cost. Theirs, theirs does not include live streaming, which I think is a little, you know, live stream and the other are two different beasts. They are. They are they're, they're two different categories. Um, but theirs included HBO Max, Netflix, Hulu, Showtime, CBS, Prime, Stars, Disney Plus, and Apple TV Plus. And if you subscribe to all of those, you'd be spending $90.91 a month. <laughs> okay. Now, there are a few of those that I personally would live without. Yeah. I, I'm not, after reading and reviewing HBO Max, there's nothing there that's really calling me to, over to that one. What all is included in that? I don't remember. You, you get all of the HBO content, um, all of DC. So if you're a big DC fan, Warner Brothers, then HBO has the opportunity. You know, Disney Plus has the, the MCU. Right. Well, HBO is going to have DC. Um, it's going to be home to all of your Batman movies, all of your Superman movies for the past 40 years. Every DC movie that's been out in the last decade will be at HBO Max. Um, interestingly, they also own um, Hanna-Barbera and Looney Tunes. So Disney Plus, you know, has all these other cartoons and all of these classic stuff. HBO has access to all of that as well. So they could come out, try to, you know, knock Disney Plus out or at least put a dent into them with that kind of content. Just a couple of days ago, they released, like like Disney Plus did a few weeks ago, hundreds of tweets with a bunch of their content. Um, but there's just nothing there that's calling me to them. They're the most expensive streaming service at $14.99 a month. Um, at just your standard package. Yeah, and that seems greedy. I mean, I know HBO is supposed to be, you know, premium content, but it's not worth 15 bucks. It's going to be home to friends. Um, I guess that's that's why they're... All of South Park, you know, Disney Plus has The Simpsons. They're going to have South Park. Uh, So they've just got some different content that they're going to try to compete with Disney with, but nothing's calling me. So I would leave HBO off... um, I would probably not have Netflix and Hulu both. I would choose one of those two. Yeah. Probably Netflix over Hulu at this point. Yeah. Um, I would live without Showtime and CBS. And I would replace three or four of these with a live streaming service. Mm-hmm. And if you replaced it with YouTube, that would be 50 bucks a month. You're still going to spend 90 for all of that content. So in my opinion, even if you spend the same amount for all of these streaming services compared to direct or dish network the amount of content and the flexibility which we're going to talk about after a while that you have to consume this content you're still getting a better bang for your buck cost wise with these streaming services than you are being tied down to one of the two major satellite companies yeah in my opinion so at the end of each one of our things um I want us to award a winner. Okay. And a loser. Ah. Let's give a winner yeah, and like a loser. That. Okay. So my winner for best overall value is YouTube TV. Simply because it is, it is, it's not gonna be the cheapest. Your your cheapest option is Apple TV. But again, the, they don't have a lot of content yet. Light on the content. They're gonna get there, but right now it's pretty 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 slim on content. And there's no live streaming option. Yeah. So YouTube TV with an unlimited DVR that you can just basically go through your app and select every show or movie you would love to watch. And it records it for you for 
as long as it's available on broadcast television. Um, that's my best value. My loser is, I think you're right. It's HBO Max. That's too expensive for what you're getting. Yes. When you can get most of that content on YouTube TV. Right. And if you're an HBO Max subscriber, at least at this point, if you want access to a lot of those classic cartoons like Looney Tunes and stuff like that, you still have to have a Boomerang subscription. Right. If you want access to some of this, there's still a DC Universe subscription. Yeah. They need to morph all of that into one nice package. Right. Instead of having all these multiple things you have to be subscribed to. So I would agree with you, plus one for YouTube TV and HBO Max, at least at that price point. And the other things you got to have, it would be the one that I would say, eh, I'm going to pass on it for the time being. Yeah. All right. Number two. Number two. Uh, I want to talk about. Talk about it. I want to talk about the content. I'm sorry. My computer froze. Uh, Thanks. Thanks, technology. Uh, I want to talk about the content that these offer. We finished talking about the the value. So what are you exactly getting for that money? What is the content that you can can expect? Uh, With, and again, YouTube TV, Hulu Live, uh, Sling, which... A lot of people really aren't aware of this, and Dish has done a very good job, but it's owned by Dish Network. Really? Yes, it is It is Dish Network. They have just completely rebranded it, so you don't know that that's Dish Network, but that's it's smart. Dish, it's that's Dish smart. Network, because I think, honestly, if they stuck Dish Network streaming or you know however they wanted to brand that, if they stuck Dish's name to it, I don't know that it gets that great of a reaction. Right. Just like you had DirecTV Now, yeah. Which is now AT&T people are now. over it. You don't. You have a bad taste in your mouth with those two major companies. Yeah. So Dish just completely branded this company different, called it Sling, um, but it's live TV streaming. Uh, YouTube TV for your for your fifty bucks a month. If you want good content, I think if you're a sports fan, it's kind of hard to beat YouTube TV in my opinion. Uh, they offer all of the sporting channels. Even regional channels include, and they include locals, which some of these streaming services either don't include locals or it's an upcharge. It's an add on to get locals. Yeah. So a lot of times, you know, you have some sporting events on local stations. It all comes with YouTube TV. Uh, you have access to 70 plus channels, <clears throat> 70 plus channels with YouTube TV. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Content wise, out of the live streaming services that are out there, I think your content is best with YouTube. I agree. Yeah. I mean, if you're talking from just a content, just an overall content, we're going to talk about original content a little bit later, but from an overall content perspective, um, who has the most to offer, I'm agreeing with you. I mean, that's my winner is YouTube TV. Again, because anything on broadcast TV, with the exception of a few channels, um, you're able to record it and binge it as if it were streaming. And so you can can find it. You can... The thing I love most about my YouTube TV is I can go into my, my phone app, search for anything. If it's available, I tap the plus button. It it takes care of it. I don't ever have to think about it again because it knows I want to watch it. So it'll record it and it will record any 
all of them, every channel that it's available on. And this is perfect for binge watching shows like The Office or Friends or, you know, whatever your sitcom choice is or whatever is in syndication. Uh, because you set it, forget it, and then it records it on every network it's available. So if, for example, if the president is speaking on a channel or you're interrupted by weather, it records other channels and it records the online-only available version. It brings that in. So I've done this more than once. We live in Arkansas, Tornado Alley, right? Every spring you can bet that you're going to be interrupted by weather. Uh, And so when that happens... All I have to do is change my recording to the online version right there in the app and watch it. And so with the amount of content that you're able to get on YouTube TV, and I think it is a, it's sneaky good. There's not a lot of people that talk about YouTube TV. No. And I was, and I I sent you this article yesterday that in uh, cabletv.com, they do a survey and 2019 was their first annual best streaming survey. So this is their first one that they've done, uh, but they they picked 200 subscribers from each of these streaming services. I was surprised by this. YouTube TV kept coming in consistently lower than most of the other live streaming services that are offered, and I don't know why. I think I know why. I think it's I think it's because it's cabletv.com, and I think your demographic who was in part of the survey. I just don't think they are as aware of what YouTube TV is. Right. As I was watching other reviewers on YouTube talk about streaming services, YouTube TV continually and consistently seems to be the one that everybody says is the best. But out of out of the people that were asked about it, uh, it came in. You know, as satisfaction survey, it came in behind Hulu, PlayStation, Sling, DirecTV Now. Now, it's still got a 4.21 out of 5-star rating. Everybody's pretty happy, it, it appears, with all of these streaming services. There's just slight differences between them. Uh, but I think that as you get into it, you find more people are happy uh, that actually know what they're doing with it will find YouTube TV to be the one that they gravitate towards. Yeah. So for live stream content... Uh, YouTube TV is my winner for just streaming content in general. I got to give it to Disney Plus. Yeah, I think that. And again, today's release day, uh, but you've been under a rock if you're not sure what they have. There is a ton of content that Disney Plus has, and it's just the size of Disney's company that they can provide this content. So out of one streaming company, I got to give the nod to uh, to Disney Plus as my winner there. What about your loser? Uh, Apple TV Plus. And again, we'll see where it goes over the next year, two, three, four. But here at launch time, it's very light on the content. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, it's just kind of hard to say where it goes. But out of the gate, that's my loser. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. We agree right there. Again, um, YouTube TV, as far as live content goes, wins. Uh, Disney Plus wins for just streaming content and yeah, Apple TV, they just don't have a lot right now. And, and they've been upfront with that. They haven't, they haven't tried to, you know, no sneak around the fact they don't have a lot of content. I think their thing is we're, we're working on quality right now. Netflix, you know, when they first launched, Netflix was worried about quantity and a lot of the stuff they had on their platform stunk. 
uh, it was a lot of B name stuff, low level B movies and right TV shows that nobody heard of. Uh, it wasn't until a little bit later on they invested in reruns, and that really boosted them. But And Apple TV has none of that. Yeah. There are no reruns. This is all original programming. It's all original. And you mentioned the word quality, and I know we, we were talking there in terms of quality of their content, but as far as actually in terms of quality, the visual quality of what they have, uh, this came out last night uh, that Apple TV Plus offers the highest quality 4K streaming. It's really good. Out of all of the streaming services that are out there, Apple has the best picture quality I know of them all. When I the first show I watched on Apple TV Plus was a C, starring Jason Momoa, and I turned it. I thought I was watching a movie. I mean, the not just the quality of the picture, but how it's directed, the cinematography of it. Um, it looks like a movie, so it was really well done. And C has the highest picture quality of all of their content so far c is their number one it's, it's got the highest bit rate of all of the apple tv show uh, apple tv plus shows that are out there so your quality with apple and that's what you would expect from apple yeah you expect yeah, quality you, you know picture and you expect quality content it's yeah. just they don't have a whole lot of it at this point it. okay number three um for me is uh i want to talk about this is a great segue because i want to talk about original content so we're talking about this is the original stuff that they're providing. So we're talking um, the shows that they're producing themselves, not just the shows they have the rights to, the shows they ha- are producing themselves. So now we could go back and forth a little bit on this, Aaron, I know, but I want us to focus on um, the, the shows they are producing right now, currently available or have produced specifically for their streaming service. So what I mean by this is since we're talking original content in the terms of like Netflix, you would talk about stranger things, bird box, El Camino, um, orange is the new black house of cards, things like that. Um, Disney plus would be high school musical. The, the series, the Mandalorian. Um, I know some of the, like, uh, Black Widow and Scarlet Witch are getting their own thing. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, Lizzie McGuire making a comeback. But I would not include all the Star Wars movies and all of that stuff because that's not original content for the streaming series or the, the streaming service. Um, Apple TV, you have C, which we've already mentioned. Uh, the Morning Show um, starring uh, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, um, For All Mankind. Um, there's a couple nature documentaries. There's, um, some, uh, Snoopy in space. Um, Oprah has a show coming. Um, Amazon prime would be Jack Ryan, good omens, marvelous Mrs. Maisel. And so when it comes to original content, um, all of these shows right now are trying to outdo each other and kudos to Netflix. They really started all of this with house of cards. They did. Um, which you've seen House of Cards, haven't you? Yes. Well, give me a like a sixty second review on it. Uh, the first three four seasons, you talked. We started off by talking about something that was binge worthy. I felt like that was a binge worthy show. Uh, but somewhere along the way, you know, season three, season four, somewhere in there, they just kind of felt like they kind of lost their way. And this was even before Kevin Spacey had his problems, and they cut ties with Kevin Spacey. Um, 
I became disinterested in the series and never even finished it. Really? Yeah. Now, I have heard that he has himself put a little teaser on the internet. Really? That just shows him. Because, you know, he's kind of been acquitted of a lot of the things that he was accused of. It's come out yes. that, that he was innocent in a lot of these yes. things. And so I don't know if this was Netflix pushing this. They would be smart to. I do know that. If it is, in fact, that he was found not guilty of all of these things. But he posted on his own. It's just apparently, this is a rumor. I've not seen this, but it's a video of him talking in that accent, dressed that way, um, saying that you never saw that I was dead. You never da 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 things aren't always as they appear and then it just cuts to black. Really? And so hinting at maybe there's a return or a spinoff or something like that coming around the corner too. That would be interesting. Um, so best original content we've had it. We now, again, we have not had a chance to, at the time of this recording, had a chance to watch the Disney plus original stuff that's coming out. But based at this moment, we have had a chance to watch, uh, the Apple TV stuff. Um, We've had a chance to watch some of the, you know, obviously, some of the other streaming platforms, Stranger Things and stuff on Amazon Prime. Um, I have to, though, I think I have to give the nod right now on original content based solely on experience and the catalog that they offer. I have to give it actually to Netflix right now as my winner. Really? Just because, again, it's too early to tell right now on Disney+. Plus. I haven't been able to see it. I think it's a little too early to tell on Apple TV. I like what they're doing. C was great. There was a few strange moments. Yes. A few uncomfortable moments. Yes. But, the again, the cinematography was great. The acting I thought was good. Jason Momoa does a great job. Um, but Netflix with Stranger Things and El Camino and House of Cards and Bird Box, I think they've got – they have a bigger library, and I think – even if a lot of them may be duds, I think it's almost like a photographer's mindset. If you shoot a hundred pictures, you're still going to get, you're going to get five that are really good. And I think that's the approach Netflix has taken. And I think right now at this moment right here, I have to give them the edge for the, what they have done as my winner. Um, my loser for me personally, it's prime Amazon prime. There's just hasn't been that much. Jack Ryan's pretty good. Outside of that, there just hasn't been a lot that's really captured my attention. If I had to name a winner today, and this might surprise you, uh oh, it, it's, it's not, Disney Plus. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not gonna <laughs> surprise me. Uh, okay, and I, I'm but you're just going on speculation. You really don't know. I, I really don't. But I have no reason to doubt with what they've done with some of these movies that they that they are doing now. I have no reason to doubt that this original content is going to to suddenly take a left turn and be terrible. I mean, this looks like solid original programming. I agree. I just can't announce Some of it, it is, is, is available today. And looking at what they have in the works that's going to be coming out with their original uh, with their original content, TV and movie. I mean they they're doing they're doing a hocus pocus for Disney Plus, which a lot of people have wanted. 
A series? Uh, no, it's a movie. Movie? They're doing a, a Halloween or a, a Hocus Pocus 2. Okay. Uh, I have no doubt the content's going to be good. I just can't give it my number one, my winner yet. I I mean, I understand what you're saying about Netflix, but I think they've just had... there. There's too many flops and there's too much junk. I mean, they've spent a lot of money on it, but... I feel like they're just down to a couple of really solid programs right now. Uh, so I would say Disney Plus is my winner. If I had to choose a loser, it would be Netflix. Uh, That's so funny. Just because I think that I think Prime has better content. Now, what Netflix does good is really good, like Stranger Things. But I don't think that one series is enough to carry you El Camino. I just don't think that those two things are enough to continue to carry you forward with Prime coming out with Jack Ryan, Marvelous Miss Maisel, an award-winning show. Uh, some of these Apple TV series with the quality of the actors that are involved in this. And then what we know Disney Plus has coming out, I just feel like Netflix is sitting there. And yes, Stranger Things is great. But it's not an it's not enough to keep you. Well, at I the agree top. with that. I mean, we're we're saying the same thing there. Talk to me in one week, and I'll probably be just like I just can't without seeing it yet. I can't say it in good faith. I, I trust them. I just can't say it if I haven't seen it yet. That's fair enough. Okay, give us number four. Uh, number four is the original programming cost. Because we're talking okay, about yeah. their original programming. So this just feels like a natural segue to talk about what these companies are spending on their original programming. Spoiler alert, it's a lot. A lot, a lot. Uh, Disney, over the next several years, they're going to be spending billions of dollars on their programming. Apple TV Plus has already spent major money coming into this. Um, down to the fact that their original programming for a show like The Morning Show, they're paying Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon in excess of a million dollars a piece per episode. Ooh. That's major money. Yeah, that's a lot. So even though their content is light... They're going all in on it, and they're spending big bucks to get in this game. Again, Disney's spending billions, and that's what you would expect from a company like Disney. And they're coming in, and they feel like they're trying to just really take the market. And in order to do that, it's going to cost you some money. Well, you, you have to spend the money to make the money. Yes. And that's never been more true than it is right now. Netflix... Is a, is a prime example of what you just said. They have been burning through cash over the past two or three years, culminating this year. And I'm trying to get the numbers pulled up, and I'm on the wrong screen. Uh, but I want to say that this year that they spent somewhere around $18 billion, 13 to $18 billion. I, I it Maybe 13 maybe 18 I can't find my article now. But they've spent a lot of money. Now, Netflix has said that this is the peak of their big spending, that they're going to have to start dialing it back in. Yeah, because they're losing people. Netflix is doing all, and they're doing a lot of this through debt. 
And so I feel like Netflix knows that this is their kind, maybe this is kind of their last chance to keep their piece of the pie. And so they're going all in knowing that Disney is yanking a bunch of their content off of Netflix. 40% of Netflix's content belongs. Well, they all are because, I mean, all of these streaming platforms are Eight. realizing that Netflix has taken their content. Yes. And Disney and HBO are the two big ones that are going over there and they're yanking it all away from Netflix. And so if Netflix is going to remain a viable leader in the streaming service, it's required that they're going to dump some major, major money with a B in front of it, billions, to stay relevant. And so the cost of this original programming is just outrageous. And sometimes that doesn't equal success. No, it doesn't. Um, you still have to do it the right way. I do like the approach Apple TV has taken because they have hired very well-known people. I mean, Steven Spielberg, M. Night Shyamalan, J.J. Abrams to direct and produce and write these things. Oprah Winfrey, um, you know, A-list actors, Jason Momoa, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell, um, you know, the list goes on and on. And so I think they're doing it the right way with bringing some in some people who know what they're doing. And I think that's the important. You can spend the money on a lot of graphics and stuff, but if you don't have the right, the right people doing it, then you're in trouble. Oh, yeah. And Prime is beginning to ratchet up the amount of money that they're spending. All of these, all of these players that are wanting to get in there uh, are having to dump major cash to get into this original programming streaming war. So give us your winners and losers on this one. I think the winner is Disney+. Plus, and I think it's just because they have deeper pockets. Again, they own so much stuff that I think anybody that wants to battle out, if everybody wants to just keep burning through money, I think Disney will sit there all day long and pony up. They will keep spending money, I think, with the way they've gone all in on Disney+, Plus, the way they have marketed it. I think that I can call them the winner. As far as who's going to continue, who's going to be willing to spend and invest the most for the best content, I would say that the winner is Disney+. Plus. The loser, and I, I, I mean, that's kind of a hard one to say. Uh, but I'm going to say Netflix, just because they have spent so much, they've taken on so much debt in the past few years. And this was interesting. I was listening to somebody recently. A lot of these companies eventually have the idea of selling out, and nobody's really ever come to Netflix and wanted to buy them out. So Netflix has taken on a lot of debt to do this. And I just don't know if it's sustainable for them or not. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I think I agree with you on both of those. I mean, I think Disney has the deeper pockets. They've already got, you know, Apple's having to work from, I think they've got close to as deep of pockets, but they're having to work out of their historical element. They're, you know, 
they're a tech company trying to get into the entertainment industry. And I think they've hired the right people to do it, but I think they've got catching up to do to get to where Disney is. So Disney Plus for the winner for me on that one also. And um, I agree, Netflix, I mean, when you're having to cut costs, that always spells trouble. Right. And so I agree with you there. Okay. Number five, before we hit our break, I want to make this a quick one. Um, So kind of simple. Um, I don't know where it will lead conversation-wise, but I want to mention it anyway. Um, Extra perks, okay? So with all these streaming platforms, a lot of them are doing things to get you in the door, to get you to watch their platform, uh, to engage with it, even if they've got to give it away. Um, So Amazon has... Prime Video has been included with Amazon Prime membership, which includes free shipping, uh, Prime Day deals, uh, lots of shopping stuff. Uh, Disney Plus has done a couple of things. They've partnered with Verizon. So if you're a, Veri- you're a Verizon I'm customer. a Verizon customer. So if you're a Verizon customer, you just get it for a year free. Is that right? If, you're an unli- if you have an unlimited data plan. Okay. So unlimited data plan, you get Disney Plus free. They've also bundled with Hulu and ESPN to bring you a package deal that gives you all three of those services for a certain cost. It's like twelve ninety nine. Yeah. 13 bucks. Um, Apple TV free for a year with the purchase of a top tier, basically Apple product. Um, I know that of course we mentioned it. Sling TV is owned by direct TV. So dish. You, or dish rather. So I know that if, if you sign up for dish, you get sling included with that. Um, You've got um, Netflix, I know, has worked with like T-Mobile in the past, where if you sign up for them, you get X amount of months free. So all of these, they're trying to get their foot in the door. And I think the, in, the whole purpose is if we can get you hooked onto a show, then by the time your trial is up, you're going to be so hooked to the show that you've got to pay for it now. You're going to continue as a subscriber. And it works. Let's be honest. It works. Oh, yeah. For the most part. Um. I have a friend of mine who got hooked on Outline, uh, Outlander, which is a show on, I think, Showtime or Stars, And the same thing. they had a, It was included free. The episodes were free on something. They got so hooked, they now pay for Stars or Showtime uh, just to watch that, that one series. And that's the goal. That's the goal. And so uh, I think for me, the winner here, this is a hard one because they're all kind of doing very similar things. They are. So it's really hard to pick a winner. Um, you have to kind of split hairs on You this. really, really do. And it kind of depends on what you're into. And what services you have. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you're a Verizon customer, you're going to lean Disney Plus because it's free for sure. you. Um, so for me, personally, I'm going to give it to Apple TV. Because I bought a new phone, so I get it for free for a year. My loser in all of this, I think, is Netflix. Um, just because there's really not a lot of perks there, I guess. I don't even know if they offer anything anymore with T-Mobile or whatever. I think T-Mobile subscribers still get Netflix paid each month. So for me, and especially in our area, that's just not a large demographic. No. And I don't. I think they're like the third or fourth phone company out there. They're down there battling with Sprint. So I just don't think this is a big enough demographic to really pose a threat. So Apple TV is my winner there. And Netflix my loser. 
I think also, I think Sprint offers Hulu paid. Yeah, I think you're right. So Sprint and T-Mobile, I would, I would kind of tie them right there. Uh, if you're in an area that gets fantastic Sprint or T-Mobile coverage and that's your, that's your carrier and you're not taking advantage of it, well, by all means, you need to take advantage of your perk there and take, you know, get one of those streaming services. Um, the Apple TV Plus, it's a nice feature, but don't go buy an iPhone 11 no. Pro Max just to get Apple TV. It's not, no. it's not that great, but it's a nice perk if you're already purchasing an Apple device yeah. that can stream TV Plus, then that's a nice feature. Um, I hope Apple just kind of keeps that in there. And I feel like, especially here at the beginning, they really need that. And that's probably why it's in there. Because uh, without something like that, I don't know how many people were going to go out and just su- subscribe to Apple TV+. Plus. So that probably helps boost their numbers. Um, for me, I feel like I'm going to give the nod to Disney+, Plus just because I feel like they've tried. And I say that. It's really kind of hard to beat Amazon Prime's deal. It is. It feels like in 2019, going into 2020, that it's almost a necessity to be an Amazon Prime member. It really is. Uh, and so if you're going to do that, Prime Video's there. But again, just because of their content, I feel like I got to go with Disney+. Plus. <gasps> what? No! Verizon's a large... What? I mean... Oh, Just think about how many I Verizon so subscribers surprised. there are. I did not see that coming at all. He said. Here's my argument: if you're gonna if you're gonna claim that T-Mobile and Sprint are on the bottom of the chain when it, as as network carriers, then I think you have to give a thumbs up to Verizon, one of the major players, and the best player, depending on which company you talk to. You get Disney Plus from them. Disney Plus is doing the the buy two years, get the third year free, or they did that deal. That's what I signed up for. Plus, I'm getting my year free from Verizon. Thank you. So I get four years for the price of two. Or you can do the bundle deal, and that's a nice perk. You're basically paying for two streaming services and getting the third service free. So I think all around, it's it's your best value Okay. out of that. Who's your loser then, you loser? T-Mobile and Sprint with Netflix and Hulu. Just all of them. Yeah. I, I, I just think they're all just losers. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Probably won't ever yeah. be a sponsor now. I'm sorry. Okay. I think it's time for a little breaky break. There, there was a lot to unpack there, so that kind of gives a moment for you to reflect on it. Yeah. Reflect on it. Think about it for a minute. You know, maybe you need to go revisit and see what what it is you're actually spending some money on. And... uh Ultimately, we, we want to help you. I mean, this is about saving you money and getting you the best bang for your buck when it comes to streaming. We're going to go. We're going to hit refresh on our streaming platform. Um, Aaron's going to, like, I guess, put his Mickey Mouse ears on or something and watch some more <laughs> Disney+. Plus. We'll be right back.
Okay, we're back. Better than ever. Um, Aaron, I saw you over there binging the High School Musical series <laughs> in the break. You know, as far as Disney goes, that that one was never one of the ones I was really into. Really? Uh, I mean, I would hope not. You're, you know, yeah, thirty year old man. Hopefully, it would not be. <laughs> well, I know, but that was that was probably what twenty years ago when High School Musical came out. Was it really that long ago? Well, it seems like it. I could be wrong. All right. We got a lot of stuff to, left to cover. We got five more. Uh, we have 15 minutes to do it in. I'm kidding. We're going to go long today. Just letting you guys know that. This is going to be a longer episode than normal. But Aaron, give us number six. I want to talk about the user experience because that plays a major factor when it comes down to what you're going to choose. You want it to be user friendly. And so I think that we can probably help in this area. We have quite a bit of experience using different yeah, streaming services, absolutely. even the streaming devices. We could talk about all of that. Yeah. Um, the user experience. Netflix, I feel like, kind of set the standard. And I feel like Netflix, I feel like I've kind of dogged Netflix a little bit today. Uh, so I want to give them a positive review here. Yeah. I think their user experience is a nice user experience. Uh, it's improved. From what it was, you know, several years ago. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, it used to be all mail-based. So. Ex- exactly. Kudos Which, there. Which, at the time, was a pretty cool oh, user man. experience. At the time, it was it was groundbreaking. Walking to your mailbox and getting the DVD instead of going to Blockbuster. Although, going to Blockbuster was kind of fun. <laughs> that was an experience in and well, of, of itself. Yeah, that's true. But the, the ease of going to your mailbox and mailing it off and getting a new one, I mean, it was pretty cool. And then it was groundbreaking when they went to the internet and did what they did. Yeah. Um, we do not have Disney Plus in our hands as of this recording. Now, the day that you're listening to it, it's out. And we are enjoying Disney Plus on that day. But I have watched several videos because it did release over a month ago in a couple of other countries. And so I have seen the platform... For Disney Plus, and I've listened to people talk about the user experience, and it's very nice. It looks very similar to Netflix. So if you're ever ever use Netflix, it's not going to be a difficult transition for you to use Netflix. Well, uh, a, Disney Plus. A lot of these are very similar. They're very similar. Um, the one now that I've had some hands-on time with it, that I don't think is the greatest. Is TV Plus really? It it's it's not at stand it's not a standalone app, and I mean it's true with nine programs, it's impossible to have a standalone app, and so I'm sure that that's part of why they have just kind of integrated. If you've ever used the Apple TV app, it is just integrated TV Plus into it, so you will see shows if you're a, a Prime subscriber or you've subscribed to other channels they will all be mixed together as you go through there so it's a i felt like it was a little difficult to navigate wasn't the easiest to use in my opinion um again i think that there could be major changes for apple tv plus down the road but in just a a week of using it so far i didn't feel like it was the greatest user experience did, did you have a different experience? Um, 
Yes and no. I mean, it is a little hard to overcome the fact that, you know, not all of the shows they put on there, not all the thumbnails and stuff like that are shows that you can actively watch. Um, every once in a while you'll, you'll get to roadblocks and stuff like that. And it wants to show you other shows that you have to have separate subscriptions for. I think that being aside, I think the, I think it was easy to use. It was, it was convenient. And so I, I don't, I don't know if I would, I would label it my worst. No, uh, I'm not calling it my worst, but I don't, I, it, it does look like Apple. So it does. I mean, it's, it's well done. It's organized. Well, um, I agree. The knock on it is that it's, it's messy with things that you don't need because right. you're not subscribed to these things. But I will give it a nod for like, if you are an ESPN subscriber or have a cable subscription or a YouTube TV or a streaming strip subscription that includes ESPN, um, you know, as far as sports watching, you know, having those notifications pop up if it's a close game and a game you're, you're a team you're following, um, things like that. When new shows, you know, are, are appearing, it'll pop up a little notification. Those are nice little touches, and it works with like Siri and stuff like that. So, I think even those cons that we've mentioned, I think there's some really good pros that I don't think we typically would think of and take advantage of in the process of all that. There's one that I that I didn't mention yet because I want to talk about the live streaming services that, that are there and the usability of them, the, the experience, and that's Hulu. Yeah. I think overall the biggest loser of them all is Hulu. 100% agree. They have a terrible, terrible user experience. User interface is garbage. And I'm a little surprised... That Disney, since they're now the majority owner of Hulu, hasn't done anything about it. And I'm hoping that since Disney's involved, that it will change. That it will become more like the Disney Plus app. Uh, and heck, even merge them together. That would be nice. But here's what I was surprised by. Again, going back to this CableTV.com um, survey. They, were at, they asked these survey participants about the user experience. How satisfied are you with your streaming services user experience? And again, this is for the live TV. The best user experience by a pretty good margin went to Hulu with live TV. See, and this is why I can't take anything the survey says seriously. Here is what the folks at CableTV.com said about this. We got to say we love Hulu Plus Live TV, but we're surprised it topped this section. While fans or regular Hulu users might appreciate its similar interface, we don't like how hard it is to navigate. That's the thing. Hulu, whether it's their streaming or their live streaming, it's not a pleasant experience. It really isn't. Next was PlayStation View, which is irrelevant at this point because it's going away. Yeah then Sling, then YouTube TV. Now, I got to say, out of the live streaming services that I have seen, I think YouTube TV is a pretty great user experience. It is. Uh, if, if I could change anything about YouTube TV, if I had any complaints about it, these are the two things that I would say I wish they would improve. Number one, increase it to 1080p quality. 
they're at 720. I think Hulu offers 1080, maybe even Sling. So they're a little behind in the streaming quality. Upgrade that. And secondly, if they would give you the picture-in-picture option. Yes. Other than those two things, from what I have experienced with YouTube TV, those are the only two negatives. Yeah. So I 100% agree with you, by the way. Hulu, terrible. Never enjoyed it. Um, YouTube TV. YouTube TV, hands down, is my winner. Honestly, it's my, my my winner across all the platforms. All of them? Yeah. I think I would agree with you today. And again, that's because I haven't had a chance to actually go hands-on with Disney+. Plus, um, So it's kind of hard to rank that one. But I feel like it's going to be right there with Netflix. And I would put them up at the top uh, next to YouTube TV. But I'd probably give the edge to YouTube TV and Hulu easily. Easily. The, hands down, the loser. The worst. Okay, we are at number eight. Yes? I believe so. Number eight on our list. And I am going to talk briefly about um, marketing. Ah. Um, it's really easy for us to kind of look and see, you know, which one worked the best by subscribers. You know, obviously, you know, marketing plays a big part in that. I think I have to to look at, you know, just what what are each one of them doing when it comes to how they're marketing their product, the advertising they're running, where they're marketing it. Um, Netflix almost seems non-existent in their marketing, um, with the exception of some of their major shows or movies you know i know they promoted el camino and stranger things and you see those ads pop up every once in a while on tvs uh, on broadcast tv rather or ads you know on youtube or something um hulu i feel like we're dissing hulu a little bit in this stretch but their hulu has live sports advertising oh is garbage i, I didn't know that I, i've never seen one of those hulu with sports commercials. Oh, oh yes. Wait, I have. They're the most annoying commercials <laughs> that exist. They are terrible. Um, microphone noises. Um, YouTube TV does not push itself very much either. They're kind of like Netflix. They kind of stay quiet. Now, I will say YouTube TV has sponsored major sporting events, which has been very nice uh, on their part. If you watched any of the World Series, you can't help but notice that YouTube TV was all over that. Yeah. Um, I think they did some March Madness stuff too. Um, so they've done a good job of, of promoting themselves during lives. Honestly, and that's the better way to do it than what Hulu's trying to do. And I, I think they're, I guess they're direct competitors with, with YouTube TV and feel like they right. need to say, hey, we're over here too. The, the one thing I think YouTube needs to do a better job at is differentiating and I was watching and I was watching something about this just a few days ago. There's YouTube, there's YouTube premium and there's YouTube TV. And I think most people now, if you're listening to this, this podcast, you may be a very uh, knowledgeable person when it comes to this, but I think most people probably don't know the difference between YouTube, YouTube premium and YouTube TV and what they offer and why they might need 
something different. I think the one that gets lost is YouTube Premium. I think most people most people know what YouTube is. I think that's common knowledge at this point. Um, I think YouTube TV might get lost in there a little bit, but I think right. I think YouTube Premium is the one that just completely gets left out of the conversation. And for those of you that don't know, YouTube Premium is basically their original content. It's their honestly, it's their it's their Hulu to YouTube TV being Hulu's live streaming or live TV. Um, Hulu Premium is they have their original. Well, no, no, I'm sorry. Hulu YouTube Premium is just ad free. It's ad free YouTube. YouTube Red. YouTube Red is their channel that has original content. So. YouTube dealing with four different things. They've got a lot of branding stuff there, um, which can be confusing for people. It can, but I think again, I mean, their advantage there is the YouTube is in the name of all of it. So as far as marketing goes, they're able to just kind of brand everything YouTube, and I think it works out. So, um, Disney has done a great job on the social media side of things. They've done a good job. You know, when they released all the shows that they and movies that we'd be having on their platform. They did it in individual tweets. And some people were upset at that because it clogged their feet up. But most people enjoyed watching the chronological order of these movies and TV shows rolling out. Um, so for me, as far as marketing goes, as of like, and we didn't, I didn't mention Amazon. Amazon markets everything the same. It's just TV commercials and ad spots on on websites um i have to give i think the plus the the edge to disney plus just the way they used social media to their advantage i agree uh i think they've done an incredible job marketing their product my f- and, and my- again bringing out these bundles and the the all of these deals they just for the last three months it feels like disney plus has been in the headlines every single week yeah they're always doing so they've spaced things out very well um, did you see the Homer Simpson commercial or the Bart Simpson commercial? No. So apparently Disney plus is now going to have, have, uh, since they own Fox, they are going to, or Fox, the searchlight, I think is what they own there. They have the rights to the Simpsons. So Simpson, the entire Simpsons collection will be on Disney plus now too. And they released a fun video where it had, you know, I think everybody's seen it by now, that blue background with all the Disney properties listed there. And um, it has all the different Simpsons characters in costume under one of those properties. So under the Pixar logo, it's got Marge Simpson dressed as Bo Peep. Under the Marvel one, it's got Homer dressed up as Iron Man. Under a different one, you know, Nat Geo, it's one of them dressed up as a lion or something. And Bart Simpson walks in. He says, "I'm not wearing it. I'm not wearing it." And uh, and Homer says, "Well, you you'll wear it." And Homer goes, "Bart, Bart rather says, it doesn't matter how much they're paying. They're basically making fun of it." <laughs> and then Bart Simpson eventually puts on the rabbit ears or the bunny ears. I can't talk the, the mouse, mouse ears. ears because you know the Simpsons have been a big critic of Disney yes. for years. Yes. They've always made fun of them, and now they're here. They are owned by them. They're owned by Disney <laughs> and joining forces. So. The, the the humor they've used, the strategy socially they've used, uh, Disney Plus gets my win, and um, Net, uh, Hulu is the worst for me. I agree. On both counts. Easy as that. Yeah. 
All right, Aaron. Niner. All right. Uh, one thing that I didn't talk about that I said we were going to talk about when it came to the user experience was streaming devices. The user experience was streaming devices. And I think that that is appropriate to include in this discussion. Uh, and there are some really good streaming devices and there are some really un-user-friendly, user-unfriendly devices. I don't know how bad. you want to... Bad yeah. is the word. Yeah, they're just garbage, junk. And so... Um, everybody keeps buzzing me over here. You're a very important person. Apparently. Um, I think, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just come out of the gate with it. If you are interested in streaming and you do not own an Apple TV, you are missing out on the best way yes. to stream content. Absolutely. Uh, there's going to be no doubt as to who my clear winner in this is. It is Apple TV. I had a friend last week uh, for two years, me and another buddy have been trying to get him to pick up an Apple TV. And he just kept saying, well, I have a smart TV that has you know built-in apps and stuff in it. We finally convinced him last week because AT&T did a one-day deal where they cut the price of the Apple TV in half. So we got one. And he said, why didn't y'all make me do this sooner? <laughs> we've done this for two years. We've been trying to get you to get an Apple That's TV. Funny. And he said, I didn't realize how difficult using my smart TV was until I got the Apple TV. So it is a great, it's a great device. Now, it is on the more expensive end of the streaming devices at $180. Now, worth every penny, though. It is worth every penny. Now, last week, AT&T cut them to 90 bucks. And they sold out within just a few hours. That makes me wonder, with the holiday season upon us, if we might see some more deals on Apple TVs. If there are, go out and get one. You will not regret it. You won't. It is so great. Uh, there, You say, you know, but I, I have the YouTube TV app on a smart TV. What I learned from my friend is that even things like YouTube TV the app functions differently and there are features available through the Apple TV device that with YouTube TV that are not available with the YouTube TV app on other devices. For example, if you're watching a sporting event with the Apple TV, you can pull up and look at stats for the game. Individual player stats, team stats, you can look at other scores. He has a Vizio smart TV. With the YouTube TV app, that ability is not there. He mm. said, this is great. Wow. Um, so hands down, it's the best streaming device. I have had experience with Roku, yeah, with Fire Stick, and then uh, Chromecast. And they're just not, they're not good. No. They're not user-friendly. They're difficult to search. Uh, so if you're gonna, if you're gonna stream, invest, the, the extra money and go with an Apple TV. Yeah, even, you know, I think even the other streaming platforms agree that it's the best because their apps just look better on an Apple TV. They do. I, I mean, Google Chromecast is, number one, it's not on its own. You have to cast from your phone. Um, the Fire Stick, Fire Devices are subpar. Um, I'm getting a tissue. In case you didn't know, I've got a little bit of a cold. 
fighting. Um, I mentioned that last week. Still here. Um, I'm getting better though. It's okay. Um, so the fire stick is, 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 it is what it is. Um, Roku awful. Um, I'm trying to think other than the fire stick and Apple TV, are there any of these others have their own streaming device? I don't. Hulu doesn't. No, no, I don't think so. And it's worth mentioning that there are certain devices that you cannot stream certain things on. It's true. If you want Apple TV, it's not available on every streaming device yet. Coming soon, though. Coming soon. They have announced that the Apple TV app will be available on other platforms. If you want to watch YouTube TV, for example, and you use a PlayStation to stream, because PlayStation still currently does have their View streaming service. Now, when it goes away, I'm hoping that they will allow the YouTube TV app to be available. But if you use an app, uh, a PS4 to stream from, you can't download the YouTube TV app to watch it. Yeah. Um, so for as far as devices and user ability goes, um, Apple TV is the clear winner there. Far and away. Um, I will say most of these have apps that you can download on your phone so you can watch them from your phone or tablet or whatever. Um, I think the loser for me is the Google Chromecast. Um, not that Google has a streaming service, which I'm surprised by, by the way. Right. Um, but and it, who knows? it's very clunky. They may have one before long. That's true. Okay, number 10. We're here. And I think it's appropriate to end with this by talking about the future. Yes. Where are these services, where this industry, where this war is going to? And I don't think there will be a clear-cut winner. I don't think, you know, Netflix for the longest time was the winner of this. They were far away ahead. They were the the winner of the wars. And I think now they're falling way behind. Um, all of these have big plans. Uh, Apple TV Plus has a long list of shows and programs they're going to offer as they start to roll out. Based on what I know right now, the shows I've seen, I have no doubt that their content will be amazing going forward. I think it will only be better the more invested we get into these shows and characters. Um, Disney Plus, like you mentioned, is um, they already have a great catalog. They already have a great history. They can only build on that. Um, and Netflix, I think, will suffer. I think you'll see them decline. I think they're losing a lot of their content they've relied on for a long time. And I don't think their original content is quite there where it needs to be. Um, I think Amazon, I think, will hold steady. I don't see them changing a lot. Um, I think they'll add quality content and things like that. Um, Hulu will continue to be terrible, in my opinion. Um, although, if teaming up with Disney, they may start adding some things. Um, Disney is a, a majority or partial owner of Hulu. They have a stake in it, so you could see some improvements happening through that. But as far as the future goes, I think the future probably looks brightest for Disney Plus and Apple TV with a slight nod toward Disney Plus simply because of the content they offer. I think when originally when we talked about this, Aaron, I probably gave it to Apple TV. Um, I think those two are going to be very neck and neck, but... With what? They're going to be neck and neck with what? The future. 
Oh, okay. Just where they're going, what's coming up. Not uh, necessarily the amount of subscribers that they have. No, that's not necessarily what I'm talking about. I'm just kind of saying overall health of companies, content, everything. Um, I think you're going to see them do some good things. I think the future will incorporate, involve, um, you know, their own actual TVs. Um, I think that will be part of something. I think, um, so I think my winners, I'm going to give it a tie to Apple TV and Disney with the future being the dimmest for Netflix and I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, I think that Netflix definitely is in trouble. Uh, they currently sit at 150 million subscribers. And I think that number, and again, it's going to take a little while for it to play out. But I think we're going to see that number begin to dwindle. I'm one of the ones who is likely going to ditch Netflix sometime in the next six months. Yeah, I'm with you there. I, I hear more and more people saying that. Um, I don't think we can declare a clear winner for the future today. Obviously, we can't see the future, so we're just trying to make our predictions. Yep. I don't know that you can declare a clear winner a year or two years from now. I think you really got to go three to five years out Agreed. to look back on this and say, okay, here's really... It feels like this is where everybody's jumping into the race, and I don't know who else could really get into it at this point that would make a big splash. I think everybody that's going to be in it is jumping in right here at the end of 2019, 2020. I could see Google trying to make a push at some point. They'd be I, coming in super late. But I feel like they would have to purchase somebody to, yeah. to try to get into this. It would be interesting if they purchased Netflix. And I, I was just about to say, I think Netflix is the one that has the dimmest future unless they can get somebody like Google to come in, uh, purchase them, take them over, and keep them a viable streaming service. Yeah. Um, I think Disney has the biggest future, the biggest potential for growth. Um, and again, they're getting a lot of subscribers just with something like their Verizon deal. People that, that might not necessarily have signed up to begin with, but if they get it for a year for free, well, a year from now, they may be a little more enticed to spend seven bucks a month. I'll also say this. Um, I think I think they've got the biggest potential internationally also. Yes. Something I hadn't considered till just now. They are more worldwide known. They are. Apple's also known globally, but not to the extent that Disney is. Because, you know, you've got a lot of tech brands in, like, Asia. Right. But everybody knows Star Wars and Marvel and, and Disney movies worldwide. And I think that's what you're going to, you know, obviously Amazon doesn't quite have that. No. Uh, Netflix is restricted in a lot of countries. Um, and so I had never considered the international impact that Disney could have. And we've already seen from the countries that have already gotten Disney+. Plus for the U.S. and the other countries that are getting it on launch day here, November 12th. Uh, there's a lot of other countries that are, I mean, they're just incredibly excited about Disney. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the live streaming, I was looking at this the other day, wondering about the future of YouTube TV. As we've already stated multiple times throughout this episode, we love YouTube TV. We love you. I hope that it remains a contender. 
It's been announced in the past week, AT&T Now is jacking their monthly price up on their streaming if you have their top plan. It's going up to 80 or 85 bucks a month. Wow. Uh, the last time this happened, YouTube followed suit and raised their price from 40 a month to 50 a month. YouTube TV has not experienced drastic growth in the past year like some of these other streaming services have, which I was a little intrigued by. In 2018, they had 800,000 subscribers. 2019, they've only got 1 million subscribers. Other places grew quite a bit bigger than YouTube TV did. Now, here's what's interesting. At the time that I was reading this information, YouTube was only charging $40 a month for their subscription. They were paying $45 a month for the rights to the content that they were providing. Now, if you're a real math genius, you will quickly realize that YouTube was losing $5 a month per subscriber. Wow. So a million people, $5, uh, does the math come out to be $5 million a month? I think it does. <laughs> I Is it viable to lose $5 million a month? I don't think it is. And so maybe that's why we saw the price increase, because they jumped it from 40 to 50 So in theory, they should be to the positive $5 million a month now instead of losing $5 million a month. I'm just curious to know if they're subscriber rate doesn't continue to bump up and really grow what happens with their streaming service. It's got to be better than Hulu. It's got to be better. I mean, we already know that PlayStation views calling it quits. Uh, I can't imagine that AT&T now is going to remain a strong player, especially with their price increase. So I'm interested to see three to five years from now, where YouTube TV is at. Well, you know, something I just thought about, um, I forget Google owns YouTube. They do. So there's Google's, um, Google's answer to the streaming stuff. Um, so I think they'll, they'll be fine. I am, I mean, that's a good observation. I'm curious how they can sustain some stuff, but, um, I think you'll see them invest maybe probably more in some original content for YouTube red. Um, you would almost have to at some point. Out of the original programming, they're probably the least known. Oh, by far. And in fact, when we talked about original programming, we didn't even mention YouTube. No, right? they really don't have much. No. They, they've got a couple of little no-name things. Their biggest claim to fame were probably, they brought the Karate Kid series. And then um, Rhett and Link, popular YouTubers, had their own show for a little bit. Yes. Um, but no, they just don't have a lot. Well, I think we could probably spend another hour talking about streaming, but I think it's probably time. You've heard us for about an hour and 15 minutes so far, so thank you for listening this long, by the way. Yeah. Um, that's incredible. Aaron, what do people need? Oh, I don't think we have honorable mentions. Do you have any honorable mentions? No. The The only thing that I was going to mention that, that I didn't get to we was talking about the, uh, the DVR service, um, and I can't remember if we really talked about that or not. Um, that comes with some of these live streaming ones. Uh, and I just wanted to say that I'm going to give an honorable mention to YouTube because I think they have the best DVR feature when it yeah. comes to live streaming. Un unlimited is pretty good. <laughs> unlimited. They save your recordings for nine months, but they continue to record them. Yeah. So they'll, they'll record them 
the entire time. So basically life for those that keep rerunning. Um, the only time that, you know, if you're a, if you're like you and want to watch a Christmas movie in, you know, October, you're out of luck because it'll be gone. It'll be gone. But most normal people won't notice that. The other streaming sites offer DVRs. You may have to pay for an add on for it. Some of them may not keep it as long. Uh, you may be limited to what you can record. So I think that that's also important. If you're going to choose, if you're going to cut the cord, the DVR is important. Um, not a whole lot of people, according to this survey that I read, really take advantage of the DVR that's out there. All right. Um, you need to be taking advantage of that because that's, I yeah. think, one of the biggest things for me about YouTube TV is how great their DVR is. So I, I did want to throw that in as an honorable mention. Awesome. Okay, well, Aaron, what do people need to do right now? Uh, if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, you need to be getting notified when a new episode drops each week because uh, there's some great content that we have that you will definitely love. Absolutely. Uh, so make sure that you subscribe. Uh, give us a five-star rating. You don't know how much that helps us it out. Does. And leave us a really nice review. Tell yes. us how good we are. Yes. Tell Please your friends do. about us. Yeah, tell somebody. That would be amazing. Uh, don't forget to follow us on all the socials, 10 Things Podcast, on Instagram and Facebook. Drop us a comment. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Share it with your friends. Um, we're a new podcast, and sometimes that's easy to forget. Um, so all the help you can give us, even better. So, well, this has been a very detailed 10 Things we've done. And... Uh, I think we could probably in about a year and a half, two years, probably do, revisit this episode and it'll look completely different. Big time. I so. think so. All right. Well, until next week, my name is Craig. I'm Aaron. We will see you then. Bye. Bye.